Hello, welcome back to God's Children Podcast, back for another episode. This is your host, Dora Bebe. Um, I'm good. How are you? Are you doing good? Are you doing great? Amazing. I love to hear it. So today is New Year's. It is New Year's. When I'm filming this, it's, the, it's actually the 22nd of December. It's not New Year's. But when this is going to come out, it's going to be New Year's. So happy New Year's to everyone. I can't believe we're already in 2024. I have to speak as if I'm speaking in the present tense because... It would just be weird, you know, but anyways, I can't believe we're already in 2024. It's insane. Time goes by so quickly. It's kind of crazy to believe that next year I'll be graduating university. That's if I do summer school because I'm actually three classes behind. <laughs> um, I'm planning on catching up during the summer if I can afford it. We'll see. God's grace will have to come through, but <clears throat> I can't believe I'm literally going to graduate in a year from now. It feels like I just started university, and I remember starting university thinking 2025 is so far ahead, like I'm not even going to reach it. Next thing you know, it's literally in a year, in a year and a few months away from now. Ugh, it's crazy. But anyways, um, I'm excited for today's episode because I'm going to be talking about something that's like kind of been on my heart lately, obviously, but... I just think it's something that the church talks about a lot, but I think we kind of talk about it in the wrong way. Um, and I just, I want to bring a different perspective in this episode. So the title of the ep- this episode is going to be How the Story Ends, The Devil is Defeated. So why do I want to talk about this topic? Well, I feel like it's fitting because it's a new year and I feel like we need to have this new sort of mindset stepping into this new year. We need to have this like this realization that the enemy is defeated and that we have the victory in Christ. But also, one thing I've realized lately on TikTok, on social media, on my Instagram reels, that sometimes Christians can put a magnifying glass on the hard parts of our life and forget the joy and the triumph that we have. Like sometimes we can put such like an emphasis on the spiritual warfare and like the struggle of like denying your flesh and living a life of sacrifice and all these different things, which is true. And I think I have been a part of that like a lot of my podcasts isn't always super positive i always i'm very open and candid about the hard parts of the christian life but i don't know if you've seen the shift but i'm trying to kind of move away from that because first of all like i'm just not as sad anymore so hey praise god but also because it's just when you always think about the hard parts of the christian life you forget the joy and the freedom and the amazing good things that is part of the christian life that we can access through christ through his sacrifice so yeah no i want to shift gears a bit i want to shift gears like at times we can give more credit and power to the enemy rather than remembering our victory and i think if you continuously see yourself as a victim then you'll never live in victory. If you continuously see yourself as a passive receiver of the enemy's darts and instead of a soldier literally in battle, then, like, of course, you're always going to be defeated. Of course, you're always going to be sad. Of course, you're always going to be, like, uh, the tail and not the head because you see yourself as this, like, oh, target. Oh, my gosh, the enemy is always attacking me. Ah, like, it's just so hard. Yes, it is. It's true. But, like, also, God is our defender and he's literally giving us victory. The enemy's already defeated, like, period. And this topic has really been stirring up in my heart, especially as I've been reading the book of Revelations. The book of Revelations is literally so, so good. So good. And it all, it talks about how the story ultimately ends, which is, 
It ends by the enemy's defeat and by God's triumph and his victory and his reign for eternity, for eternity. And so if you don't know about the book of Revelations, I'm just going to say a little bit about it and a bit of the background. So the book of Revelations is written by John, who receives many visions of the Lord's judgment. And um, it also talks about the great reward of those who have truly stayed faithful to the Lord. So it's about God's wrath, his righteous judgment, but also about the reward that he will give to the people that have been faithful to him it talks about the enemy's defeat and also the lord's eternal reign and victory it also mentions things like the new heaven the new earth or new bodies and all these different things it's so 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 good so i'm going to be reading specific verses that i feel like really really spoke to me and that was like oh my goodness so it's going to be in revelations 12 um revelation chapter 12 verse 8 to 12 and i'm going to be reading in the esv version as well all right so I'm going to start at verse 8. But he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has come. For the accusers of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they had conquered him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. First of all, we need to break that down, because that was so much to take in. That was so much to take in. First of all, the enemy is defeated. He's defeated. And I and I love this verse where it says, um, Now the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. You might be dealing with lies and temptation and accusations from the enemy. I'm not negating. The Christian life is hard. We do have to deal with these attacks, this, this spiritual warfare. However, just know like his accusations have nothing against our Lord. Ultimately, he is conquered. It says here he's conquered by the blood of the lamb and he's also conquered by our testimonies. Like he has nothing against our Lord because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of the blood that was shed. We have victory over these accusations. So don't feel so burdened. Don't feel so tired. I mean, it's easier said than done. I don't want to be insensitive, but like this is our reality. We are victorious against him. He really has nothing against our Lord. And even though you might be dealing with a lot and a lot of persecution and a lot of spiritual warfare, this is to be expected because here it says that um, the, the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows his time is short. His time is short. He knows that eventually Jesus is going to come back and he's going to be bound forever. He's going to be done for life, bro, forever. He knows his time is short, so that's why he's hitting us so hard. But it's such a good reminder for us to know that ultimately, like, he's defeated. And if you need even more reassurance, and you can read the whole entire book of Revelations if you need even more reassurance, I recommend you do that. But even if, even if you, oh my gosh, if you need even more, in Revelations 20, verse 10, it says, And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophets were. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So he'll be tormented. He'll be tormented. And it's also very interesting because I feel like sometimes also, I don't know if you guys do this, but I know I can do this sometimes. Sometimes we look at other people living in the world, living really wicked lives, and they're, they're prospering and they're being, they're so successful and they make all this money and all these different things. 
but as sad as this may be it's also really important to note that at the end of the day they're not like this is going to be the best that they're going to have their time here is going to be the best their best time ever because after this time on this earth it will be they will have to face a lot of suffering and a lot of torture like it says here the false prophets and even later on in chapter chapter 22 of revelations it talks about um the people that were doing wickedness sorcerers all these different things they also like the sexual moral all these different people they will also be suffering for eternity and it's terrible it's really really terrible and i'm not saying i don't know i'm not saying we should rejoice in that but i'm just saying that don't compare yourself to people that are living in quote-unquote wickedness and almost like look down on yourself oh i'm living this righteous life oh i'm doing all these good things and good deeds and yet i'm going through the spiritual warfare but these people that are doing all these bad things are being so successful yeah they're being successful in the world (laughs) they're being successful in the eyes of the enemy in the eyes of the world but our ultimate success is in glories in eternity and like i said we will have that for eternity their time of success will only be temporary so one so essentially what i'm saying is to just endure and to persevere even though we're going through a lot of hardships on this earth our ultimate victory is in heaven and we have to keep our eyes fixed on heaven on eternity and this is also a huge theme in the book of in the book of revelations because it's pretty much talking about the end times and how in the end times a lot of christians will suffer persecution even in the verse i just read it talks about how even onto their death they didn't um find they didn't what is it you know what let me just reread it because i want to paraphrase yeah it was in revelations 12 verse 11 it says at the end it says for they love not their lives even unto death so that gives us an indication that a lot of christians a lot of us will have to suffer persecution even unto death you know and these are it's just like these are just the beginning of the birth pain just like jesus mentioned in the book of matthews these are just the beginning of the birth pains all this spiritual warfare and even some persecution i know some christians in the world around the world like in china and north korea in korea and all these different things not in south korea in north korea and all these different areas of the world that they face it's only the beginning of the birth pains you know so we are called to live a life of endurance and perseverance and i feel like people lately especially our generation like gen z um are so intolerable to suffering they're so incredibly weak my professor um told she told a class how around like final season or even midterm season she gets so many emails of students telling her oh i'm too stressed i'm too nervous i'm too anxious i can't do the final exam are you serious like isn't that insane isn't that literally insane to me like yeah i've been really stressed during finals and stuff like that you learn how to manage it and you just do what you need to do and if you can't handle this final in second year third year of university what makes you think you're going to be able to handle postgraduate school or your master's or your phd or even like the corporate world eventually or like your career in the future it's like it's ridiculous how people are so intolerable for, to suffer from suffering and this is why knowing how to suffer well and endure is so important for me and knowing how to suffer well it just means knowing how to cope with suffering knowing how to be able to walk through suffering and knowing how to be able to manage it so knowing how to suffer well and endure and mental toughness and also it was just very very important for me and i think it's also very biblical but unfortunately and this is why i want to talk give a different perspective when it comes to this because when you hear these topics and these preachings and all these different things you hear about how 
oh, poverty won't touch you. Like, you are victorious. Or hardship won't even face you because you are victorious. It's it's like all about naming, claiming, and rebuking. And, and I feel like this makes also a lot of Christians intolerable to suffering. And they don't know how to suffer well because your first instant when you receive any um, hardship, when you receive any sickness, when you receive any tribulation, is to rebuke it and pray it away. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to do that, but I'm just saying that you, when you do that, you you don't know how to actually handle suffering. You're just praying it away. You're not actually walking through it and allowing the Lord to speak to you and to give you wisdom and direction through what you're going through. And just like I mentioned in the verse in Revelation 12, 11, the one I just read a few minutes ago, a few seconds ago, it talks about the people who died, who didn't love their life into into death. And don't you think the people who died and will die for their faith, don't you think they tried to pray the suffering away? Don't you think? And yet they still died, yet they still went through it. So I think the Lord, at least for me in my life, but I also see this in many other Christians' lives, I think the Lord is calling us to walk through things to walk through the storm um knowing who he is knowing our ultimate goal at the end is glory and i also find it to be very odd whenever i hear like christians like naming claiming rebuking things like every single time because jesus made it very clear that we will live hardships we will go through hardships on this on this earth um yeah i just think it's weird like how are you gonna learn anything if you don't go through it you know what i'm saying and if our eyes and our goal was truly on the reward ahead and glory ahead and eternity of joy and peace and bliss ahead, then we should see our earthly sufferings as journeys, as passages, and not as destinations. Like, whatever you go through here, it's never the end. It's never the end. It will ultimately pass. And this doesn't stop us from expressing our feelings and our humanity and our hardships, but we need to remember that in the midst of what we go through, that this isn't the end. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of being really honest, honest before the Lord, honest around people around you, and to feel what you feel and to go through what you're going through. Um, but I think that makes the, the human experience as a Christian even more beautiful because we can feel joy and we can even be worried and we can sad and mourn and be depressed and anxious but knowing that there is better to come and that gives us a steadfastness and a security that is truly unshakable that is truly unshakable and this is why oh my gosh and this is why we can have joy in our mourning and this is why we can have peace that surpasses understanding in times of worry because ultimately our security is in Christ. Our security is in knowing that this will pass and there will be an eternal glory ahead. That is so, so powerful. Oh my gosh, that is so good. And if you need scripture to back this up, I got scripture for you. In Romans 8, 17 to 18, in the ESV version, it says, And if children, their heirs, heirs of God, and follow heirs, oh wow, let me restart. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified. No, I don't like this version. I'm going to switch. All right. Sorry. I'm switching it up. The SV kind of confused me, but um, I'm going to read it in the NLT. And it says, and since we are his children and we are heirs, in fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. Hallelujah. Amen. But if we are the, we, but if we are to share his glory, you must also share his suffering. Hello. He's on the cross and brutal death. We're also going to share that. Yeah. Yet we suffer now 
Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. Oh my gosh. And in verse 18, it says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Like the suffering that we face is uncomparable to the glory, to the eternal bliss that is ahead of us. That is so beautiful. So we can hold on and be steadfast knowing that. And I think our sufferings, they don't just refine us. They don't just stretch us. Um, and they don't just like work on us and help us to go through trials and all these different things and make us dependent and weak on the Lord, weak in spirit, poor in spirit, needy of God, all these different things. I think suffering is so, so important in the Christian life. And I and I hate how we talk about it so negatively. Like it does, I think, more good and harm in our lives in many ways. It keeps us humble and all these different things. I talk about that a lot in my podcast. My previous not the previous one but the one before that one i talked about that extendedly um but i think our suffering also they 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 help us yearn for heaven they create this sort of need for a uh, a reality because ultimately when we're trying to pray away the sickness when we're trying to pray away the hardship and rebuke and all these different things we're just asking for god to take away or to get to bring us into a reality where it's exempt from suffering it's exempt from sickness where we're asking for pretty much for heaven to come down that's what we're asking for so it's our groanings it's in our groanings that we yearn for heaven for the new earth for the and the body and and for this reality that is perfect that is bliss it's in our suffering that we have this need we have this need for jesus to come back and Romans 8, honestly, all of Romans 8 is too good, man, it's too good. But Romans 8, verse 23 says, explains this very well. It says, in the NLC version, it says, And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as foretaste of the future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies uh, he has promised for us and i think i have experienced that so so much and i think this is why reading revelations for the third time has hit me so hard like it's made me yearn so much for heaven it's made me yearn so much for jesus to come back and my life is good y'all like i'm good like things are good and i'm not saying things are perfect because my bank account would say otherwise <laughs> but um I'm happy. I'm in a really, really good place. However, it's it's made me realize that whatever joy I feel here was nothing comparable to eternity. Whatever goodness that I have here is nothing comparable to the eternity to the glory that's ahead of me. Whatever suffering I feel here will be completely exempt in heaven. So it's really made me yearn for eternity. And isn't that how we're supposed to be? To be patiently but accept expectingly waiting for the Lord to come back to always think about him, to always yearn for him. Isn't that how we're supposed to be? Um, and I think I think a lot of sometimes Christians don't really think about heaven or they don't take, think about Jesus is coming back or eternity. And I think it's it's fair to some extent. Um, we, we live in this world and with so many distractions and things around us and we have to go to work and we have to pay our bills. So sometimes we can get caught up in the rhythm of this life. Um, but as I was actually finishing the book of Revelations today, as I was reading it, 
it just made me yearn to not have those distractions like imagine you're in heaven complete like new completely new bodies new everything you don't have this flesh keeping you away from serving the lord you don't have this flesh who wants nothing to do with god and the holy spirit you don't have distractions of the social media of phones of boys of financial problems you don't have distract temptations of the world it's you're you're completely when i cry out to the lord and i ask him to for me to and i and i ask for him to help me to be pleasing towards him for him to for me to please for me for my life to be pleasing towards him essentially what i'm asking is a reality away from sin away from temptation away from things that distract me away from things that make me flawed and imperfect to him but that reality will only come to pass in eternity in the new heaven in the new earth in our new bodies and it's oh it's sad like i think about it and i want to cry because man i want to be fully devoted to the lord and I hate my flesh, and I hate the distractions of this world, and I hate how there's things that are stopping me from truly, truly giving all of my all to him 100%, but I'm also so excited, I'm so, so excited to step into that, and for that to be my reality one day. So yes, the Christian life is hard, and it will always be hard, like, we're still humans and we go through human things and human experiences that will never not go so when i'm telling you that the victory is ours i'm not telling you to negate your problems and to pretend as if you're not sick or to pretend as if you're not going through financial troubles or you know a breakup or a distraction or things like that i'm not saying to pretend or to even rebuke it or pray it away like some charismatics might do i'm sorry i'm not speaking you know against charismatics i am charismatic myself i just i'm also down to earth you know i'm a you know i have a rational anyways whatever i'm not saying to pretend i'm saying to acknowledge those real issues and those real pains and suffering that you go through but to bring it to the cross and to look at those sufferings and then look at the cross and realize that his blood is stronger, that what he did is greater, and that we have an eternity ahead of us that has, is not comparable, like Romans 8 says, is not comparable to the sufferings that we may face in the present time. So, to conclude, for the love of the Lord, for literally the love of the Lord, <laughs> for the love of God, keep going. Keep going persevere in 2024 we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep persevering we're gonna push through because ultimately we have a glory ahead of us yes but also the lord is cheering you on in your journey he is cheering you on he's rooting for you he's literally for you and i want to read a verse in zechariah 3 verse 1 to 5 i want to read a couple of verses i read this for the first time and i broke down because it's so beautiful it's such a beautiful picture of how the lord is for us so i'm going to read it in the christian standard bible version and it says then he showed me the high priest joshua standing before the angel of the lord with satan standing at his right hand to accuse him the lord said to satan the lord rebuke you satan may the lord who has chosen jerusalem rebuke you isn't this man a burning stick snatched from the fire 
Now, jo- now Joshua dressed with filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. So the angel of the Lord spoke to those standing before him, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to him, See, I have removed your iniquities from you, and I will clothe you with festive robes. Then I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So a clean turban was placed on his head, and they clothed him in garments while the angel of the Lord was standing nearby. I love these verses so much because isn't that like isn't that a reality every day? We go through life and we have to face the accusations, the attacks of the enemy like bombarding us and we can feel so weak and we can feel so dirty and filthy but there God the like the Lord is standing next to us and he's like I rebuke you Satan like get away from my child like aren't you aren't you a stick snatched from the fire weren't you just like in hell what are you doing here like go away and then he looks at us and he looks at our filthiness and he looks at our dirtiness and our iniquities and he removes them as far away from the east as from the west and then he clothes us he clothes us with festive robes and with clothes of royalty like who are we to deserve that he is so good to us so i wanted to read that as i'm closing this podcast just to remind you that the lord is your defender and he's for you in these times of hardships in 2024 this is who he is to you he's he's defending you he's clothing you with righteousness he washes you clean this is who you who he is towards you um in psalms 139 it says that the lord thinks precious thoughts about you and this is proof of that he thinks preciously enough of you to clothe you in royalty so this is how the story ends it started with god and it ends with the lord this is who he is this is our reality this is the life that we are going to live one day and that we can live right now you know so yeah, I'm done with this episode. Honestly, it's kind of short. Usually, like, lately my episode have been, like, 40 minutes to an hour, but this is 25 minutes, but I think I kind of said everything I wanted to say, and um, I really pray this was encouraging to anyone who's listening, and this is going to be, unfortunately, my last episode until summer, because I'm going to be starting school soon, so you won't hear back from me until summer of 2024, around, like, probably end of April. So yeah. I pray that 2024 blesses you so much and that you hold on so tightly to the Lord and that he teaches you and he guides you in the ways that you need to hear it. I pray that your heart is soft and sensitive to what he's doing in you and to the people around you and that you can hear of him, that you can experience him, that you can be moved by him, that you can feel strengthened and steadfast in him as well. So May the Lord bless you. May he go before you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. In Jesus' name. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store in 2024. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, Okay, I'm going to... Ooh, I didn't think I was going to share this, but... I was in my quiet time the other day, and I felt like the Lord was saying how he's going to be working quickly in 2024, but he won't be in a hurry. So... He's going to be working quickly as in he's going to work things out in a way that's efficient, in a way that's orderly, but he won't be in a hurry because being in a hurry means that you're in a time crunch or you're running out of time. The Lord is never too early. He's never too late. So he's going to be placing things quickly into people's lives. The refinement that he's going to do into people's lives is going to be quick. Um, The opportunities that he's going to give people are going to be quick. However, it's going to be all according to his timing, his will, and his plans, his purposes. So that's the word I have for y'all. And I just pray that 
I need to keep I need to stop saying this but I just I'm just I'm really happy and I'm just I just know that 2024 is gonna be awesome so okay I'm done I'm done talking I'm done rambling don't want to drag this even more oh I'm so sad this is gonna be the last episode but I know that there's just gonna be so much more that the Lord is gonna teach me in the time that I'm, that I'm gonna be away and so much more to bless y'all with when I'll when I'm gonna be back so okay all right I'm gonna be done I'm done okay all right bye-bye see you guys in a few months <laughs>